this is Stephen Byer from Iron Films, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema. That's a bad way to start oh, it. Oh, well, that's a great way to start this <laughs> damn podcast. Sorry. I had some hot fries earlier, and they're really not sitting well with me. Anyways. Wait, some actual hot fries or like... Like the chips. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sick on Cinema. I'm one half of your baby-snatching podcasters, John. <laughs> I'm your half Matt. And, uh, man, we are the consistently inconsistent podcast. It's raining hard as fuck outside. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's, uh, that's East Tennessee winter for you. Last week it's snowing. This week it's raining. <laughs> Fifty five and raining. Oh, I hate I hate this state's weather so bad. But yeah, we have our reasons to being inconsistent though. Yeah. We had some, some things come up that were out of our control. Yeah, like that's the thing, like last year, our first year, we were pretty consistent, I would say. To an extent. To an extent, yeah. This year we were all over the place. Yeah. Which again, we had a lot of stuff planned this mm-hmm. year, and a lot of stuff we did do. Yeah. And we still had a lot of stuff on the back burner, but it didn't really pan out. Yeah. And we're working on multiple projects, family stuff. It's all just been... Chaos. <laughs> but yeah. this is part one of our two-part holiday extravaganza. Hey. That really wasn't planned this way, but it kind of worked out. Yeah, As did. one of the films we were reviewing the night takes place on Christmas. It does. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was watching. I was like, this is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Kinda. Kinda. <laughs> so, uh, what are we talking about tonight? We're talking about French Extreme 2. Yeah, we're talking about the three films that solidified the French Extreme movement as one of the most important movements in modern horror. Yeah, I was watching a video on French Extreme, mm-hmm. and like the term is like French Extremity, something mm-hmm. like that, and apparently it was an extremely controversial movement yeah. at the time. <laughs> Well, yeah, because it was a, I, I don't think American horror viewers were ready for what was about to be delivered upon them. Yeah, because it's so bleak. Mm-hmm. Like, in, you know, most horror that you see, usually there's either a good ending or, a, you know, some relatively, like, cheesy ending. Like, you know, in, in a little bit of reference to a movie we saw recently at a Knoxville Horror Film Festival, these movies don't have a Hollywood ending. No. No, they don't. Of course, that movie really don't either. If you think no, about it, no, it doesn't. We're talking about uh, Annie and the Apocalypse, by the way. Yeah, which I don't know if has been released really yet. No, uh, I've heard people talk about it. Like, yeah. I think the guys at uh, was it Bloodbath and Beyond? Oh, I think they may have talked about That's it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, the French Extreme Movement man was uh, a real shot to the system when it came out. Sorry, all I could think about was uh, Undisputed Era. Shock the system. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you had Baze Moy, which was more underground. Yeah. But Irreversible. 
high tension. Yeah. Uh, and the movies we're reviewing today. Which, the, the, our first uh, part in this, we, we did, you know, I just said Bay's Moy, Irreversible, and High Tension. Yeah, which I would say were the godfathers of the French Extreme Movement. Yes. Where this is the... The Twisted Children. <laughs> this is the, <laughs> uh, this is the... Your balls deep in the French Extreme Movement. This is the films that solidified the French Extreme. These three in particular are the ones that really, like, set aside that era as... You know, when you think about that early 2000s, mid-2000s mm-hmm. range, that is the era of the French Extreme, I would say. Like, the the movement, like, when you hear French Extreme, these three, and probably Irreversible, mm-hmm. are the ones you think about the most. Yeah. Which, High Tension is in there as well. Uh, yeah, it but is. But a lot of people don't, I don't think a lot of people think that way because of the ending of High Tension, but I won't, I know we spoiled it. In the yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, people probably haven't watched it. They may have skipped past that part. We haven't even referenced what movies we're reviewing tonight, which is Frontiers, yes. Inside, and the big pop a pump <laughs> Martyrs. Yeah. Which Martyrs is not only like the grand one of the granddaddies of the French extreme movement. It's it's one of the big hitters of the disturbing film genre in general. Oh, yeah. And and for <laughs> for good reasons, which we'll get into. <laughs> yeah, I just like to mention that I watched Inside and Frontiers, uh, not Frontiers, uh, and Martyrs back to back. Started with Martyrs, and uh, I was already put in a bad mood because of it. <laughs> yeah, it's debatable which one has the worst ending. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, they're bo- they're both like fuck. They're both fucking brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. But to one up you. I watched all three of them in one day. You're a <laughs> is, it, is it masochist? Is yeah, it, is that I guess so. I yeah. don't know. Um, but yeah, the, you know, the French Extreme Movement is something that I remember very fondly when it happened. I being was, a horror uh, fan, I was like a toddler. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> I remember hearing about Inside and how Inside got pulled from from Walmart and how only you could only get the R-rated version from Big Lot or not Big Lots, but uh, excuse me, but Blockbuster yeah. and having to like seek out and online and buy the uncut version of it and how Martyrs was coming out and blowing everybody's asses away, you know mm. what I mean? And then there's other films which we will one day get into as well like Them and Sheetan and Calvair and Trouble Every Day, you know? Was it, the other one's like Inside of My Skin something like that? Yeah, you know, yeah. all these films were just hitting one after another after another people are like, Jesus Christ, like, the French is just making movies unlike anybody else. Mm. Like, this is out of control, you know? Like, this is, like, not since, like, I don't know, I guess the Italian boom had there really been a movement like that. Yeah, like, here's the way I would describe it, you know, in a way to our middle listeners out there. Uh, I guess you would say, like, the slasher movies where you're threat, where you're, you're like, uh, you know, your thrash metal bands. Yeah. And uh, your French extreme stuff was probably your death metal, black metal, <laughs> black metal. <yeah. laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's like, but really, like it, the the thing I can compare it to the best, even though it had a much short lived um, span, is like the Italian boom. Yeah, you know, or maybe like the the Japanese gore boom or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, like it hit it hit hard and it was gone. What about the Japanese like ghost movie boom? Well. I like to forget that. <laughs> well, I mean, there's good movies in there, but man, was that oversaturated. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say like all these were spaced out too, so mm-hmm. it helped. But they hit like back mm-hmm. to back to back. Like it was like every week you've heard like, oh, Calvert or Chiton or them. You know, yeah. like there was another French film coming out, and you're like, Jesus Christ! Like 
why aren't we getting movies like this, <laughs> you know, right. here in America? Like, why aren't we making these kind of movies? And they would be remade. And I think the the I think the biggest tragedy of all of the French extreme is that ninety percent of those guys came over to America and have made mediocrity ever God. since. You look at Alexander Aja or Pascal Lagier, the guy who made Martyrs. But what did he do after that? <laughs> the Tall Man, the starring Jessica Biel. What the hell? What? what? Yeah. What the hell's the, just the Tall Man? It, it, it's I don't know, but it stars oh. Jessica Biel and it doesn't oh. have very good ratings. Oh God. You know, Xavier Jens, the guy who did uh, um, Frontiers, went yeah. on to do the Hitman movie. <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> okay. The only guys that really, like, stuck with it and, like, kept doing their thing was, uh, uh was it uh, Angelo Bastino? I can't remember the names. The guys that did Inside. Yeah. There's two directors that made it. You know, they went on to do Livid and Among the Living, and they recently did the Leatherface re- uh, prequel thing. A prequel. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Alexander Aja, his next movie after High Tension was the Hills of Eyes remake. Fuck. You know, it's like all these guys who made these incredibly, like, subversive, oh. shocking, brutal movies went on to do Hollywood dribble, really, except for the guys that did Inside. They were like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Which, you know, Aja, like, I'm not a big fan of the Hills High Vise remake, mm-hmm. but without Aja, you could tell it would have been much worse because <laughs> Aja is a great director. Yeah. Regardless of the fact he hasn't really made a great movie since High Tension. You know, Horns was pretty good. I didn't watch Horns. But other than that, like, Prana 3D, it's like, eh, whatever, it's fine, you know. Right. Mirrors is not good. Ooh, I forgot that Good lord. <laughs> They made a sequel to Mirrors. They made a couple sequels to Mirrors. What do you mean a couple sequels? I think there's like three Mirrors movies. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, dude. Three (laughs) sequels to Mirrors? Yeah. Good God. Anything can get a direct-to-DVD sequel, man. That's (laughs) Especially in that era. (laughs) Long turn, like, 15 (laughs) or whatever They came out with, like, Stir Echoes, too, and I was like, what the hell? Like, Stir Echoes was a good movie, but Jesus Christ, like, who remembers that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what that is. It was a Kevin Bacon movie. It was actually really good, but, you know. Yeah, the French Extreme movie, man, and like it was, it what it was, it was great. Yeah, and it's just unfortunate that those guys never really got to do better things, except for like I said, uh, the guys who did Inside, who they did Livid, Livid which we might awesome. cover Livid one day. I don't know, like it kind of fits our podcast, but kind of doesn't. <laughs> In French Extreme Part Six, yeah, <laughs> but it's definitely like if you've never seen Livid, it's much, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, we watched it. It was fun. It's very good. Has a Halloween three shout out in it. Has yeah. a very creepy atmosphere to it. Mm-hmm. And they did a movie called Among the Living, which is on Shutter, but I haven't watched it yet. Right. So, you know, good on them for actually getting out there and, and doing their thing, doing their thing, you know, and not succumbing to the Hollywood system. Even though they did the Leatherface prequel, but I hear mixed things on that one, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to jump into the Texas Chainsaw franchise. Oh my god, because that timeline is ridiculous. It's it's so jacked up. But anyway. Yeah. So that's what we were getting in the States when the French Extreme started. Yeah. Was a lot of remakes. Yeah, okay. Like, I've I've seen this where a lot of these movies that came out when you when you think about it not too long ago are already being remade. Yeah. Because people don't want to look at subtitles. Yeah. You well, know, like, I think oh, um Martyrs has a remake. Old Boy got one. Yeah. Which I know that's not French, but mm. Like all these movies, like that are foreign, are they, being they keep talking about doing an inside remake, Ugh. which is like when I think about the remaking Martyrs, I'm like you can't unless you do it shot for shot. But then why? 
Same reason they did the Psycho remake. I guess so. Money. But, <laughs> but Martyrs, like, it's so unmarketable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, it is what it is. And, like, to try to redo that and sell it to a more mainstream audience, it just ain't going to work. No. Because I, then you'll dilute what it is. I do feel like horror fans are more, you know, uh, was is it, is it perceptible? Is that the word I'm looking for? Sub- suspe- susceptible? Susceptible? I, I don't know what I'm trying to say anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> or, I, I guess, like, they're looking, they're, they're more open mm-hmm. to watching more, you know, bizarre, weird films. Yeah. Like, with movies like, you know, It Follows and stuff like that. And I also feel like, too, like foreign films. Like, I feel yeah. like horror fans are more open to foreign films than they are, than your common uh, movie-going audience, you know. Like, I see so many people complain about foreign films. I don't understand it. Like, no. Like, people are like, oh, I don't want to read the movie. I'm like... We well, don't really read you, the movie. No. You, <laughs> you look at the dialogue and watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, like, I don't want to shit on nobody. If you don't like foreign movies, you don't like foreign movies. That's just I mean, your, that's I mean, your bag, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's hot and dandy. I'm just saying, I, I just don't understand it personally. I don't understand it personally. Some of my favorite movies are foreign movies, you know? Yeah. I think, no, I would say, like, 75% of what we cover is foreign <laughs> movies, you know? Yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say earlier, is that most foreign extreme movies are the most fucked up ones. Yeah. They definitely, <laughs> like, they. it's either underground American yeah. or foreign. Yeah, you know, like because that's that's where they just don't they just don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, like they're just gonna push the boundaries as far as they can go, which yeah. is respectful. You know, respectable, not respectful, mm. I guess, but <laughs> respectable. Um, I don't know. It's just so interesting to think about how like this this was a thing. Like I can like this is something that we're covering that I was a, p- a part of active yeah. in. Like, I was seeking these movies out. Like, man, I gotta see Calvera. I gotta see them. I gotta see Sheetan. I gotta see... All these stuff, yeah. yeah. And, you know, some of them were not quite as good as the Mac Daddies, but some of them were. You know, some of them were really good. Like, when we covered, like, Calvera and movies like that, those movies are really good. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just completely different, you know? Right. I don't know. And then, then you had, like, the Korean action boom, like, kind of close after that. Mm-hmm. With, like, uh, you know, the old boys and... <laughs> Uh, what was that? Good, bad, the weird. Yeah, that movie's really good. Like Korea, kind of had this explosion of movies, really good out. stuff coming out of it. You know, I saw the devil. And would you say like, uh, like Takashi Miike started mm-hmm. like, a, like a Japanese boom of films because of like audition? Maybe I don't know. Miike's always kind of been fringe on his own. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe there was a Miike boom. Yeah, I would say like I'd say like when Miike's hot, he's hot. Like once he's popular, like once he has something come out like uh, Audition or Blade of the Immortal, right? Then you get distribution companies signing his shit up as quick as they can. <laughs> but when he's not hot, he doesn't have like a big movie coming out. Then it's kind of, you know, pitter pitter pattered out there. We should do a two part on him, I think. Oh yeah, we'll definitely get back to Mika. <laughs> but we actually need to get into the movies. Yeah. So what we're reviewing tonight is Frontiers, Inside, and Martyrs. All right. So we're gonna start in two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if necessarily like these movies were made these years, yeah. But I don't know. I can't quite remember when we got them in the states. Y- y- right. I want to say these movies all kind of hit around uh, 2010, 2011. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought it'd be like 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 a year later. Maybe not. Maybe it was like oh, it might have been like oh seven, oh eight. Because I remember two thousand seven being a really good year for horror, but I don't remember uh, everything. Yeah, it's all kind of fuzzy. <laughs> But we're starting with uh, Xavier Jeans. 
<laughs> Frontiers. Yeah. This. So I'm not, I promise I'm not going to do all the <laughs> titles in a bad French accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frontiers. <laughs> oh, God. Well, there's there's another goof on by <laughs> probably PC culture. I mean, shit, we're reviewing Frontiers Inside Martyrs. We're not worried about PC culture too much. No. But you never know. That's true. Get out of here. I read I read on Twitter that uh, Scotland's trying to get rid of the term gingerbread man. <laughs> They're calling them gingerbread persons. Holy shit. Or gingerbread people. Oh, shit. <laughs> when you said that, and this might be, I'm going to admit to this, and that might this might be racist on myself here. Oh, no. What I thought they were getting rid of gingerbread man for was because the Scottish people were gingers. Oh. Like redheads. No, 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 so I no, thought no. they were offended by the fact that they referred to no, gingers. No, 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 no. They don't like the term man. Or at least BC culture just like oh. the term man. Oh, God. So, so gingerbread people is the term. Okay. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry, any of our Scottish listeners for that. I did not mean to. They just immediately clicked the <laughs> fuck off. Of like, we're not all red-headed. That's <laughs> Irish, you dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just, just, Anyways, just Frontiers. An, just another nail in that damn coffin. <laughs> I really did. I was like, oh, they don't like it being called ginger. <laughs> if you would have said that without thinking, that would have been one of the greatest moments <laughs> in history, but... Anywho, Frontiers. All right, let's get into this. We, uh, we follow a group of young, I don't know how to describe them, uh, thugs. Delinquents, I guess. Delinquents. Yeah. Wannabe criminals, I guess. <laughs> Petty thefts. And our, our main lady, Yasmin, mm-hmm. she's one of them. And they, they're doing some kind of heist that you don't really ever get an idea of what it is or what they've stole. They just stole a lot of money, oh. A shit ton of money. Yeah. And they're trying to get out of the suburbs of France because there's riots going on. Which I, I learned recently that riots are a big part of French culture. <laughs> they really are. They've been going on for a long time. There was a riot re- recently. Yeah. That I looked into. I was like, good God, they. <laughs> and you know, two of these movies use that as backdrops, which is yeah. really interesting. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so Yasmin and them are trying to get out of there. Her brother gets shot, so they kind of get separated as two of them go out on their own to get to the. Meet up point while they drop off her brother. Yeah, and uh, eventually they end they end up in this little hostel mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere. And as soon as they get there, immediately it's like something ain't right. <laughs> At least I would have been like something ain't right. <laughs> Look, okay, that's one thing I do have against this movie is when you walk up when you drive up to a hotel or a hostel or whatever you want to call it. And it looks as shady as this one fucking does. You, you get out of you there, yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah, of you there. get out of there. <laughs> you, you do not stay there. It's like, <laughs> see you, ya. You're either going to run into the family from Motel Hell, yeah, Texas Chainsaw, or Norman Bates. Yeah. So they they stay there, and uh, they quickly learn that this family is not quite what they seem to be, which is even weirder than what they. And we learn that they are a family of cannibalistic neo Nazis. Are, are they neo Nazis? Because yes, they're definitely neo Nazis. The leader is an actual Nazi. Yeah. Hopefully that's not a spoiler, really. But no, well, he might be an actual Nazi, but the Nazi Party doesn't really necessarily exist anymore. So I would I would label them as neo Nazis. Neo Nazis. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, and from there, they get captive and they escape, and, and it's a fight for their lives to survive uh, this hell on Earth, basically. Okay, that's, that's gonna be another thing hard about going over these movies is trying not to spoil them. Mm-hmm. Be aware, and we will give you kind of buffers. We'll be like, all right, spoilers coming. Inside and martyr, especially martyrs, I feel like we're yeah. definitely gonna get deep into it. Yeah, th- this episode may be long as shit. Yeah, possibly, so just but. be aware that martyrs and a little bit of inside, we're definitely gonna get a little more spoilery. Yeah. So we would prefer pause the episode, go rent these movies, go buy them, whatever you gotta do to see them, and then come back and listen to it. Are they on Shutter? I don't know. It's a great question. If you have Shutter, look it yeah, up. Look it up. Come here. Could be. But. Anyways, um. Now, this is going to be a, a, a sick on cinema first, I think. Because mm-hmm. normally I'm the one vehemently defending movies. <laughs> yeah. No matter how bad. And you're the one being like, look, it's shit. Right. And I do not think this movie's shit. But I definitely don't like it nowhere near as much as you do. Yeah, I mean, originally I was like four and a half. Right. But. Which you only came down like a half. Yeah, I only came down like a half. I, but, on my letterbox, gave it two and a half. Yeah, <laughs> which is like two stars down from what I had it at. So. Yeah, uh, and, and here let me state my case, and you can get a rebuttal in, and we can just do this, you know, civilly back and forth like we always do. Mm-hmm. To me, this is a film that's very much of an era that I think has aged worse <laughs> than any genre or any era of film ever, and that's that early two thousands. And for lack of a better term, because I really hate the term. But it's the best way to describe because everyone knows the look of the movie when you say it. Torture porn. I hate that. Term I hate it so too. Much I hate because, it because, like, uh, like people were saying like on Letterbox and stuff like that. We're saying that about martyrs. Yeah. I was like, Exc- excuse it's me. Not, that that term is so dumb. Like, I can show you torture porn. Yeah, torture porn is like movies like grotesque and like. Even then, it's like it's not porn. No. Like I get what you're. I get what they're getting at with that term. But it's just inaccurately described as these movies. But anyways, but you're, it's your movies like Hostel. It's like the Texas Chainsaw remake. It, you know, it looks like all the movies. It has that quick cut, like shing, bing, boom, kind of editing to it. Shaky, shaky, shaky camera. You know, lots of action and ah, close up. So people with bloody face screaming. Yeah, and it's just like the the, the one thing is the way you described it, and we got, we rewind a little bit to our last episode. Mm-hmm. It seems like it'd be right up your alley when it comes to mm-hmm. like the the fast paced blood and it's stuff like that. Different, though. It's a way different. I know it's way different. It's executed in two completely different styles. One yeah. just creates a real frantic atmosphere, mm-hmm. whereas this one, what it, it, it's more just like it's trying. What it's trying to do, and I guess it, you know, it probably does work on some people. It's make you feel like you're in there, put you in the moment. It just frustrates me because I'm trying to see shit. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, what's yeah. happening? What's going on? What's up? You know? I don't necessarily have that problem. I guess because I grew up in this era and I was just kind of used to this shit. Mm-hmm. Because, like, a lot of the horror movies I watched then had this style. And a lot of the, like, just any movie at the time, like, if it was, like, unless it was, like, comedy, then everything else was kind of similar to this, especially yeah. action movies. Yeah. Like, the like the Marvel stuff. Like, The Incredible Hulk's the worst for this. Mm. That movie's not good. But. The shoom, ping, kind of editing. Yeah. Which sounds like I'm not making any sense, but if you if you know it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you, you, like, <laughs> if you hear what he's saying and you visualize movies like he's trying to talk about. It's like editing for ADD. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, there's no moment of stillness. 
Yeah, but the thing is, I do have ADD, so. Mm, well. <laughs> <laughs> and and I know that's weird because, like you like you said, you fast forward to the cyberpunk stuff, mm-hmm. and a lot of the what I defended about that yeah. is what I dislike about this. But to me, it's like it's just done in such a different way. I understand where I understand where you're coming from. On that. Another thing I hate about this era of movies too is it looks like someone took a piss on the lens. <laughs> Like that greenish yellow hue that's in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, <clears throat> badly. Like that's the number one example of it. I would say more like Saw. Saw, Hostel. Like the Saw movie. Like Even I, a little bit of like Rob Zombie's Halloween at points. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I like. Is this, I, I think I've said this before on the podcast. Like I love the first Saw movie, mm-hmm. but God Almighty the. The, the way it looks, it looks like it like, looks like this. It yeah. looks like a Nine Inch Nails music video. <laughs> it, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like every. It's like the guy who edited these movies was the guy who did Closer. And it, yeah, and it probably is the case. Probably a lot of these guys were like '90s music video yeah. directors, you know, or were inspired by that. You know, it, it's just it does not appeal to me. I hate this era. I hate it. <laughs> Where, like, they're trying to blend a lot of action into the horror, like the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. There's a lot of gunplay, you know. Yeah, like, I, I I see where you're coming from on that, but I think this movie's a little different than, like, Dawn of the Dead. The the Dawn of the Dead remake, because, like, this movie, like, it, it's, a, like a, it's a cannibalistic family. Yeah, which is, like, the Texas Chainsaw. This movie's Texas Chainsaw in France. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you are right about that. But I I don't know, um, I I just thought this movie was maybe fun's not the right word for it, but I thought I thought it was entertaining. It's intense, yeah. Like there's really good moments of tension, but it's also it's like and another thing I hate about this era of films too. <laughs> oh god, not just this movie is like the women like except for your lead woman, mm-hmm. the women are written like sluts, and the guys are super an assholeish. Yeah, and that sums this movie's up its characters perfectly. Like Yasmin is supposed to be your sympathetic lead female, who she's really not to me. I, I just want a T-shirt now that says, "This is what I hate about this era." <laughs> <laughs> it just has your face on it. <laughs> but then you know the guys are assholes. You, you're supposed to feel bad for them by the end, hmm. and it's like that can work sometimes. But like you know, use a newer movie we saw, Andy and the Apocalypse. Hmm. That character I never gave a shit about. The asshole ex-boyfriend. Yeah. They never got him around to me. Right. Same thing here. Her asshole boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, never gave a shit about him. So when he's off, I don't give a shit. I was like, whatever. I mean, the the two characters that I, I liked the most was the, I don't, I don't remember the name, so, like, the Arabic character mm-hmm. and the lead. That's the I, only two I really cared about. I didn't give a shit about either of them. Because even he, he's the whole time he's like, oh, I got a girlfriend, I got a girlfriend. I mean, though, like he immediately just, jumps into like this is foursome. <laughs> it's like okay, so all the guys are assholes and the girls are sluts. Got it? Yeah. And then you got Goetz, the lead Nazi guy, or not the lead Nazi guy, but the first Nazi guy you see. He's just a beefed up bro. Beefed up bro. Then you got the mainly challenged one guy you're supposed to feel bad for that I don't. <laughs> the mainly challenged girl you're supposed to feel bad for don't. The lead <laughs> Nazi guy, generic as hell. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but... The, and another thing is, like, the Nazi aspect of this movie, you would not pick up except for one line about Jewish people and a picture of Hitler on a wall. Yeah, like, the, the, uh, that is one thing that is very, like, forced, is the Nazi 
like the political view, like the political views in this movie is, is very forced. Yeah. Like it's all like very anti-fascist stuff, mm-hmm. which is fine. I get. Yeah, I get it too. But there's a difference between you know, you know, showing something and like trying to get that message across, and trying to shove it down your damn throat. Yeah, and it, it, there's just so many things about this movie that frustrate me. <laughs> to me, it's like, all right, you want to watch a movie about a group of people that encounter neo-Nazis and have to survive? Watch Green Room. Yeah. That's how it's done. Like, you get it from the get to the go. The green Room came out later, to be fair. It but did, but still. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's how you do it. I mean... The kills... You know, I heard people all the time, you know, and, like, here's the thing. It's like, I posted, like I do all the time, I put up a poster for all three movies talking about what we're talking about. The only movie that got commented on was this one. It had, like, three comments. People being like, oh, I love that movie, love that movie. And that's fine. You know, if you love this movie, you know, you like this movie a lot. Yeah, I liked it a lot, yeah. That's fine. I'm not trying to make you not like the movie. But it is surprising to me. It's like, I don't really understand what people like about it so much. Just like I don't understand why people like the Dawn of the Dead remake that much, you know? Like, I mean, the, out of everything we're covering today, this is the thing I lo- rated the lowest. Mm-hmm. Which, everything everything was pretty high. Everything's high for you. Very yeah. high. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the other two were... The highest, probably yeah. the high one is the one of the highest I've ever rated on the yeah. podcast. But the, anyway, mm. um, like, like you're, you're talking about, like, oh, the family's just Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, I mean, that's like looking at you know, like rape revenge movies. I mean, like, yeah, they're all very similar. I understand that, but I think you can be a rip off and do it well. I mean, and I just don't yeah. think this one does it well. I mean, I disagree. I disagree. Mm. I, I do feel like the not the Nazi fascist stuff is a little forced. I don't really care for the soundtrack in this movie either. I did very forced orchestrals. I didn't really pay attention. To the I, you liked ya- the girl who played Yasmin? Yeah, I didn't. I just no, felt like no. her her acting for being scarred or shocked or whatever is just her to go <laughs> and check her face around a whole bunch. So you mean uh, that that one woman from American Horror Story? Yeah, everyone goofed on for a while there because she was like, "That's just her acting." Yeah. Or she Pat Patterson sells the whole movie. Oh. <laughs> if well, anyone likes wrestling, I know. I'm just saying. She just shakes her head a whole bunch. <laughs> both, I don't. I think most like modern wrestling fans have, probably have not watched a lot of Pat Patterson. Matches. That's probably true, but still. The only reason why we did because it was on a VHS tape back in the day. That's all we had. <laughs> I know. The match with Slaughter's not bad though. No, it's fun. It's <laughs> brutal. But I don't know. There's not a whole lot more I, I want to say. I, I need to say about Martyrs to get my point across. I think I'm no, not Martyrs or not Martyrs Frontier. Excuse me. Um, I just don't care for it that much. I gave it a two and a half, and in all honesty, I could go a little lower. Oh God, I could I could give it like a two, but I think that's unfair because I do think it's really well made, and you know, and and if I was rating purely on execution, it'd be more like a three or something like that because it is very well executed. But as far as my enjoyment goes. <laughs> I just, I had a hard time getting through it. I, I found myself unintentionally looking at my phone. Like, I tried not to look at my phone while watching movies for the podcast. I tried to put it away from me. Yeah. I, I found myself getting looking at Reddit on accident. Like, shit, shit, I gotta put it down, I gotta put it down. <laughs> just because it just, I was like, I, I've seen this movie. And I've seen it much better. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, when I think about the rating I did give the movie, like, at first, I was like, that I was just on like instinct. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like probably with like future viewings, it could go down. Yeah, but at the same time as of right now, 
I, I do feel like it's a solid movie. So <laughs> someone someone's outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I don't remember what I was trying to say. He's talking about the movie. Which okay. I, I feel like I've dominated too much shitting on it. And I want to give you your four to talk about what you did okay. like about the movie. Okay. Um like like what I do like about the movie is like I, I like the like the aspect of like like claustrophobia and points. Uh, I do think some of the gore is good, but I, I, there's one kill in the movie I think looks like dog shit. That's that blade saw the, the saw one. Yeah, which is a, it's a great idea for a kill. Yeah, it's, it's just shot too dark. Yeah, you can't see the effect, and the CG makes yeah. it look a little bad. Yeah, there is some rough CG in this, but again, that was kind of the era. yeah. It's kind of like a hot, like CG blood spray is another <laughs> another aspect of this era of film that I hate. Woo, like <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time has this shit in it too. That's uh, each of the killer devils rejects. Devils rejects. Yeah, yeah, has a lot of that weird. Rough. <laughs> yeah, the, the CG is rough in those movies. It is, <laughs> but I, like again, the CG is rough. The characters could be you know better, but I do feel like the lead steals the show mm. in a way. Like I do get where you're coming from with the whole like shaky head like acting, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I thought it was that's fine. I mean, I'm like I thought it'd be like kind of like accurate to what you, you would probably do in this situation. Right. I mean, you're getting the shit kicked out of you by this, it is true. This, it is brutal, you know. Yeah, and I don't really understand the pig aspect of it either. I mean, I guess I do. It's like oh, these people are like pigs. I didn't. I didn't really look at the like the pig thing as much of. You know, I mean, they show them too much for it not to be something. I feel like it was just B roll. Hey, maybe I don't know. <laughs> they show way too much of this damn movie for it not to have some kind of. Yeah, like th- there is like a lot of like weird like clips of pigs. Pigs. And stuff. A lot of pig shots. Is this vegan propaganda? It could be. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I thought it was solid myself. That's fair. And I, I do. I, as I said, I think the lead does a great job, you know, in the in the role mm. of being the lead. Fair enough. And you know, yeah. I mean, I understand it. I get it. It's fine. People like it. It's very divisive. You either love it or you hate it. I, I think a lot. I think all three of those movies are pretty. They are, but I feel like two of them should not be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everybody should appreciate what they are, but it, you know, whatever. Like I can see why you didn't like this. I can see why a lot of people wouldn't like this. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know, like it's not necessarily like up my alley for for say. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know when I was watching it, it, it kept me entertained. So. Uh, the only other thing I want to talk about this movie before we move on, there's one scene in particular that really pissed me off. Oh no. And I felt like watching it, I felt like you know the guy that kicks the box fan. Uh, <laughs> Sam Hyde. Sam Hyde, yeah. yeah. You know he's like you're dumb, you're a dumb hoe, <laughs> right? Yeah. I felt like that watching this scene. When Yasmin is hiding in this room, yeah, and these two idiots come out with like <laughs> submachine guns and just start unloading into the pots and pans where she is not, yeah, and they unload like three clips of ammunition, <laughs> yeah, she's ducked behind the goddamn just have one person keep firing and the other one go around, Pff, movie over, <laughs> like. The 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 way you feel about that is how I feel about one scene in inside. Mm. Like, whew, I, I think we'll get into that. In okay, but I'm like, that is the dumbest thing. Like, that's like a team level bad shooting. <laughs> <laughs> you 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. Like that is that is up there. Some of the shittiest movie oh. shooting I have ever seen. And then like she, uh, Yasmin shoots the gas tank behind them. Shitty explosion. Shitty CGI explosion. Oh yeah, it was bad. But somehow she's unscathed. I don't fucking know how that happened. I don't. I don't. And either. another person survives it too. I'm like, how the shit did she not even get burned up? I mean. <laughs> scene is awful. I hated it. That, that scene was happening. I was pissed. I was like, "What the hell is this? This is dumb. You're dumb." Oh god! I went and kicked a box fan. <laughs> you better not kick my damn box fan. I'm gonna need that in a few months. <laughs> need a couple days. A couple. Days. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, tomorrow. Anything else you want to say about uh, Frontiers before we move on? Like I say, check it out if you want to. No, you're probably not necessarily gonna recommend. I it. say check it out. Okay. You, know, you might like it. Just because I didn't, don't mean you won't. That's for all these movies. I always give them a watch, unless we're like, this is trash. Which, I've done that quite a few times <laughs> in this podcast. Yeah, but I'm always the voice of reason. The voice of reason. The, the voice of the voiceless. Yeah, the voice of the people like, you know what, I like Alien Beast. <laughs> <laughs> the day we cover that movie will be the day you'll find me dead. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I forgot the color of my... Well, we're doing nose. Inside next, dog. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did not do these in the right order. <laughs> so next up from 2008, it's uh, Alexandra Bustillo and Julian Marty. I actually remember their names. Also, I thought you said you were going to do the French accent for all of oh, these. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you liar. Inside. How about that? There you go. Okay. What were you going to say? Inside. <laughs> oh, God. You did your hand in the Italian <laughs> Yeah, shit. I was just being double racist. <laughs> the, the double I racist. promise we're not racist, folks. No, no, it's just... It's the South. We can't help it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to get us yeeted off the iTunes because of this shit. Uh, we ain't racist. We love everybody. Well, it's not true. We hate everybody equally. Yeah, hate everyone equally. <laughs> Anyways, right. Inside. Let's get in this before we get goofed. Get yeed. Get yeeted. Uh, it tells the story of Sarah. Sarah, yeah. yeah. Who is a young French lady mm-hmm. who is pregnant, who one day gets in a very brutal car accident, yeah. killing her husband, and for all she knows, killing the other passengers, the other passengers as well. She's also pregnant, like I said that. Yeah. Um, she survives, as does the baby, and she is carrying the baby to term. By herself, and that's one aspect mm-hmm. of this movie that I really liked a lot. Yeah, she's this all juxtaposition of what should be the happiest time of her life, yeah, being combined with the worst time of her life as well. I don't know. Most people I've talked to that have been pregnant, they do not enjoy being pregnant. Really. No, but like you're about to have a child. Like yeah. that's one that supposed to be the happiest times of your life, right? Right. You're about to bring a life into this world. Yet at the same time, you're mourning the loss of your husband. Yeah. You know, so it's like this brutal juxtaposition of emotions that she's going through, and it's she's really struggling with it. It's brutal. <laughs> it's also on Christmas Eve. Yeah, it falls place on like Christmas. Merry Christmas. Is, Merry Christmas, even though we're gonna have, we have an episode, <laughs> hopefully, because it's going to come out. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that at the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. um, she goes home. She tells her friend to pick her up in the morning mm-hmm. to be uh, induced into labor and to give birth to their child. When the strange knock at the door happens, which is one of the scariest scenes in this movie. Yeah. Because it starts out as this girl being like, my car broke down, I need to use your phone. Sarah tells her, well, my husband's asleep, I can't let you in. And the girl on the other side says, your husband's dead. 
Sarah, and it's just like bone chilling scary. Yeah, it's like woo, mama, that's scary. Like, I, I had seen this movie before. Like we, we actually watched it together with, mm-hmm. at, with a friend. Yeah, Amanda. Yeah, which may not have been the best idea. Like you're always kind of goofing around and having fun. But I remember, I remember, you know, watching this then. And not really paying attention to it all that much. And I was on my phone at the very beginning of this because, you know, I had seen it before. Yeah. And then this scene popped up. Mm-hmm. It's scary. And it hit me hard. I because, was like, like uh, we've had a family member who has had a similar experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's scary. That scene is scary. And then she's sitting outside of her screen door. Ugh. It's just, it's bone chilling. So, We've also had a friend that's had a very similar experience. To yes. This, who I think listens to the podcast as well. Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's scary. Like, that scene is so scary. Yeah, it's horrifying. But uh, So eventually she uh, calls the cops. She disappears. But she didn't leave. Nope. And she's inside. <sighs> and that's when <laughs> the true nightmare begins. Also, the, I, I, I noticed, like, this time watching the movie... The, the title of this movie is a fucking play on words. Yeah, she's inside. Yeah. Plus the baby's inside. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this review, you can't talk about inside without giving away spoilers. So like we would like throw in like a Tom's name here, I guess. N- what I'm going to say, what I would rather is either if you don't give a shit about spoilers, keep listening. Pr- proceed. But if you do give a shit about spoilers, go watch the movie and come back. Yeah. That's the whole point of this. We want to give you some kind of like a, you know, a, a, uh, Companium to go along with your film, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, go watch Inside, come back, or if you don't give a shit, stick around. Or if you have seen it and it's just been a bit, stick around, you know. Whatever you want to do. But just know that we're going to give away some stuff. Yeah. But probably from this point forward. Because it's just, it's almost impossible to talk about Inside without and martyrs giving away some stuff. Right. Like the fact that this woman is trying to take the baby. Yeah. I mean, in reality, that is a spoiler. Because they yeah. don't give that away at first. <laughs> you know the cover art does? It does a little bit, you know. Yeah, which they, I guess that's really to believe. Which, again, the fact that this crazy woman is trying to take this woman's baby is very believable. Because it's happened. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking happened. It's happened. Which is scary. Yeah. The scene in this movie that, that freaked me out, that's the one thing I want to say about Inside. Inside is scary. Yeah, this movie... Is one of the most intense and tense movies mm-hmm. you'll ever watch, and just generally frightening. Yeah, you know it's legit scary. Yeah, like, and it's not scary. And like, whoo, that got me. You're just like, oh my god, I could see this happening. You know what I mean? So are we we're in spoiler territory? Yeah. Okay. Well, the scene that probably got me the absolute hardest is very close to the beginning of this movie. Is whenever. I guess the, the intruder, which I yeah. don't remember her name. I don't think she. I don't know if she even gives gives her name. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Gets in the fucking house. Well, she's already been in the house. That's why the cops yeah. didn't find her outside. Ugh. <laughs> and she's walking in through the doorway of the bedroom. Gets onto the, the bed and just takes this pair of scissors, this sharp ass pair of scissors. And I'm is it like an alcohol or a saline solution? Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah. And just stabs this, stabs Sarah in her fucking belly button. Yeah, that scene's scary. But before that, there's a scene that really got me, where Sarah is on the couch, I think, playing on her phone, or something. Yeah. 
And she's behind her. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah. It's early on in the movie. What? There's a scene where she's, her back is to the, I think where the kitchen is in the house. And she's back there. Oh. And she like slowly like slicks away into the darkness. Oh, God. It is like, whoo mama, that is some scary shit. You know uh. what I mean? Like when it happened, I was like, oh. <laughs> like what really got me about that is like, well, you know, that scene I was talking about is just like how like careless she is about it too. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like, that's the whole thing about this movie. Yeah. It, oh God. And like, it starts out as just this cat and mouse game, and intensifies into a bloodbath. Yeah, like it is. And this movie, like, I think a lot of times when you're watching a gore film, which I would say Inside is a gore film. Yeah. It is gory. <laughs> mm. Um, a lot of times the gore is like, yeah, dude, gore, awesome. That's so cool. You know what I mean? This is how you use gore scarily. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is how you scare somebody with gore. You just make it look like a real-ass crime scene. <laughs> yeah, and it does. It does. It's scary how close the, it's The going. scene on the on the stairs in particular, like, when I'm seeing that, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, this looks like the Manson murders. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> about know? then. Like, I was thinking about, you know, Sharon Tate. Mm. Because this is very similar to that. Although they didn't actually cut the baby out of her. No. But, you know. <laughs> but they did kill. Yeah, they did. They did, yes. Um... But it's like, like you said, like it looks like a real crime scene, and a lot of the gore, at least you know, for the most part, I would say, is pretty believable. Yeah, like one of the this also, this movie also has one of the best gunshot. It's one of the scenes. best jump scares. Yeah, ever. Like I watched it again. It, it, I didn't jump, but I was like, damn, that's you know, it comes just because you don't see it coming. It's just like holy. When it happens, you're like, Jesus Christ. Like he's like, oh, you're safe now. Bam! <laughs> his head's just gone. The 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 mother getting stabbed in the throat. Oh, and like what they like these guys or the effects guys or somebody had to study real crime scenes because like a lot of times you know these movies blood is shooting in every direction. Yeah, the blood is very contained. Yeah, which is how it is. You know what I mean? It spreads, but the majority of it is very contained. God, so what you're telling me is the makeup effects artist had to get therapy after this? Yeah, probably. Like, <sighs> it is it is a ruthless movie. Yeah, like, like when you're talking about like you know crime scene photos. If you've ever looked at crime scene photos and you watch this movie, it's scarily accurate. Yeah, it's really good. Like, it's just so intense and just claustrophobic. You're talking about Frontiers being claustrophobic. Yeah. I mean, most of this movie, she's trapped in the bathroom. She can't even yeah. get out of the bathroom. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. And it is mm. a, maybe a little unbelievable this woman is murking everybody. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things I was thinking, you know, this is my second viewing on mm-hmm. this. I was like, she must know how to kill some motherfuckers. Yeah, she takes everybody out. <laughs> Which, again, the way they do it, it is It does make sense. Yeah, it's like, eh, she's getting the upper hand on them. You know, she's tricking them. Yeah, and just, like, they make dumb mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like again, which is frighteningly accurate mm-hmm. to a lot of things you you see. Yeah, <laughs> like I was reading something today where this guy saw his photos in prison, right? Right. And they had the key in the background, <laughs> and he was able because he like worked with like diamonds and stuff, mm-hmm. and he was able to make a makeshift key. And get the fuck out of the that's prison. Pretty, that's impressive. You almost yeah. be like, at that point, you gotta be kind of like, you know what? Man, maybe you deserve to be out here. <laughs> if well, you could pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think the word to describe this movie the best is ruthless. Yeah. 
it does not let up. Once the red stuff starts going, it is going. Yeah. It's one of the bloodiest movies I've ever seen. Like, I think <laughs> the, the other one is probably Dead Alive. Yeah, well, that's the bloodiest. But <laughs> it's the bloodiest, but at the same time... It's a completely is, different kind. Yeah, this yeah. is the most realistically mm. gory movie. Like... Neck stabbings, face shootings, ball stabbings. Like, the face stabbing of the dad is one of the most brutal... Well, it's not a dad, he's her friend. Oh, the, oh yeah. Yeah. Right. When he it's puts the, the pillow over his face. Yeah, puts the pillow over his face and just stabs him, mm-hmm. stabs him around the fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Ooh, mama. And, you know, how do you talk about Inside without talking about the end? That's the thing about this movie. Oh. Like, if you want to discuss the movie, no, I don't think you're going to find many movies in this day and age... Or ever again, do what this movie does. Yeah. Okay. D- just a fair warning. This is a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. This is not just spoiler. Like, if you're like sensitive to this shit, mm-hmm. then y- you may not want to listen to this part. Yeah. <laughs> she fucking like. Okay. Well, the, the the cop who gets like shot in the head somehow is still alive. Which we'll get back to that in a minute. Is that one of the things like you don't like about this? Yeah, which we'll get to that. Yeah, like f- forces the ugh, forces Sarah into labor, mm-hmm. and then like she gives birth on the well, she's trying to give birth on the stairs, and the baby's stuck. So then the intruder cuts the baby out. Yeah, which was the plan all along. So the intruder wins. Yeah, intruder wins, but not really. When you really break it down, you really think about it. She's gonna, she's getting caught. Because those cops are going to be like, where's those cops at? Yeah. You know, she's going to go to jail. But that's thinking past the movie. What we see on screen is at the end of the film, she's sitting there with the baby and Sarah's dead. Yeah. And they show Sarah dead on the stairs. Mm-hmm. To really just ride it home. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want you to think about this for a second. You know, just to bring it back to a little more fun territory, I guess. <laughs> Could you imagine these charges in court? Oh my god! Yeah, how many counts? Multiple manslaughter. I mean, <laughs> you're going down. Yeah, massacre. Yeah, Mass- first degree all around. First degree murder all around. <laughs> uh, kidnapping, breaking and entering, unlawful imprisonment. Yeah, <laughs> you got all of it. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the performances of the two leads is outstanding. Yeah. They're both fantastic in this movie. Like, Sarah, you feel so bad for her, and you just want her to succeed. And the intruder is frightening. Frightening and just a piece of shit. Yeah, and she can, like, switch it on and off. Yeah. Like, when she needs to, like, uh, trick somebody and to make it, or give them a false sense of security. And then she switches, like, almost an animalistic... And I think what makes her performance so good is, like, I have seen an interview with her before. She's like, I portrayed the role like I did nothing wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, my character can't believe that she is in the wrong here. She's justified in what she does. She truly believes she's justified in what she's doing. Fuck, that's scary. Mm-hmm. That is, like, when someone's so determined to do something. Right. Especially when it's heinous. Yeah. It's frightening. Heinous, heinous. Yeah. <laughs> I bring some kind of levity in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie's, but let's talk about, you know, like, we've been praising the movie enough, and I think it deserves a lot of praise. The mu- from the music to the way it's shot to the fact that outside has these very pale, clear, cold tones yeah. to the inside creating a really warm, you know, almost inviting feeling, but at the same time having this weird haze to it. Yeah. Beautiful lighting 
work. Also the soundtrack in this movie. Soundtrack is fantastic. Yeah, acting is great. The gore is fantastic. It's intense. It's frightening. It's scary. It's everything you want in a horror movie, but it ain't perfect. <laughs> no. And my two big complaints in this movie: one is the CGI baby. Yeah. There was never a need to see inside a woman's belly because it looks dumb. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was just like, we have money for CGI. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Which they already did CGI perfectly in the film. Yeah. By compositing, using it to composite. Which is how CGI should always be used. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you always should mix it with practical, then it looks brilliant. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which is what they do in this movie, you know? But then the CGI baby shows up. God dang. When the baby at first, like, bashes into the front, I can't help but laugh. I'm like, that looks so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, the baby's like, oh! <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? That just happened? And, oh, I'm sorry. This is going to sound fucking awful. But that happened, all I can think about was Greta thought of wasted. <laughs> like, oh, God. That's and that's bad. the first thing you see in the movie. Yeah. Like, if you're not, if you're one of those guys who's not committed to a movie, you don't Ooh, put it in and just watch it. You, just, you push play and you see, <laughs> you be like, nah, nah. <laughs> no, I'm done. Nah. And you miss this amazing movie, you know? Mm. And the other thing is, you brought it up. There's a character. He's a cop. He gets shot in the head, stabbed in the head, something. I think he gets shot in the head. And he's like zombified. Yeah, I don't understand that. That I don't understand at all. Like at first, I was thinking maybe he's like brain dead. Even and then, then I, it then doesn't I make sense. He attacked them. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. He's like zombified. Yeah. I try to like. He looks like he's had his eyes poked out. Yeah. And I try to be like, oh, he thinks it's her. That still doesn't make any damn sense. No. Nothing about that scene makes sense. They just need a way to get the power back on and getting Sarah distracted. And I really think it's one of the few things that... That, I think, hurts the movie quite a bit. Oh, oh, that reminds me. The the one thing I didn't really like about this movie. Okay. Okay. Is Sarah's so easily distracted. (laughs) Like, at one point, like... She's like, oh, I'm going to stab the baby instead of trying to stab her. And then get smacked in the fucking face of the toaster. I'm like, what can, the fuck? I can see that, but I also see where Sarah was coming from there. Yeah. She's trying to hold her off. What does she want? The baby. So you you come next to me. I'm taking this out. I'm taking myself out, too, but you ain't getting this baby. Right. I can see where she's coming from there, you know? But the worst is definitely the cop. The cop. Because she has her beat. Sarah has her beat, mm-hmm. and then the cop turns the uh, light on, yeah, and then she walks over to him. Yeah, which makes sense. Like, why would you not? But, oh, uh, I don't know. Because you don't expect, in a, if this is a real-life situation, I'm going to be like, oh! Like, he doesn't even do that at first, though. Like, he's just at in the corner. Like, it's just, I don't know, you have her in the corner. You, you've you almost won. <laughs> yeah. Just finish her off. <laughs> it's, it's... And then, boom, boom, boom. It's not even the fact that she has her cornered that bothers me. It's just, it bothers me that you could have, you could have done something else. You could have yeah. done something else to have her, like, get distracted and get caught. Yeah, Zombo Cop was not Zombo Cop was not the way to do it. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Because everything else is like, you know, all right, you do push a little bit of reality with this woman being able to murk, like, ten yeah. people. You know, like like that. At that point, you're like, all right. You know, that's a little far fetched for any person to be able to pull that off in that way. She does it, but you're able to go with it, right? 
You know what I mean? Like like JP from uh, Twenty Two Shots of Moods and Horror says, if you can explain it away, it's not a plot hole. Yeah. I can explain away why she threatened the baby and got caught with the toaster. Oh God, it just, it just aggravates me. I know, but I can explain it away. Yeah. I can't explain away why he's a zombie. Yeah, that's a major plot hole. I, I can't. Like. I don't get it. Like, you it, don't just get stabbed in the brain and be like, <laughs> it just doesn't happen like that. You know what I mean? No. Like, it's like eyes are like red or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was. It's just a scene of unnecessary bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> But other than that, this movie's fantastic. Yeah, that's the, that's honestly the most. That's the one thing in this movie that is unneeded and it's pointless. Pointless. But everything else I like, yeah. <laughs> you know, other than CGI baby. But even uh, the CGI baby is forgivable though. Yeah, it's like unneeded. You could have cut all that out and it would have been just as fine. But it doesn't necessarily hurt the movie. Right. That scene I think hurts the movie. But yeah. This movie is bleak as fuck. Well, yeah. And I think we're... Honestly, I think we may be getting into even worse territory. Uh-huh. Because, like, th- like, this is, like, how far one person will go. Yeah. The next movie is like, how far a bunch of people are going to go. Like How far... <laughs> a, I, th- I think, like, a government will go. The human race, basically. Like, oh. how far is the human race willing to go? Because, like, everybody's willing to step down into depravity in this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for one person, and she has to pay for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, anything else you want to say about in, uh, Inside for a movie? Fantastic movie. Yeah, it's... I must honestly, watch. I feel like it's a classic. If you're a horror fan, you have to watch it. I've seen it a few times. Yeah. This might have been my favorite time watching it. Really? Yeah. Just because I sit there and focused and watched it and caught things I never caught before and kind of like, you know, really kind of really started really respecting the gore. Because mm. like uh, another movie that's very similar and ideal and, and like... Tone is like a laid to rest, where the gore is not meant to be cool. It's meant to be real brutal. Yeah. But even it, even though it works to an extent, there's still a lot of things in that movie that hurt it. Yeah, I remember not liking that movie that much. Yeah, well, I, I like laid to rest. But I'm, you know what I'm saying about the gore? You see what I'm yeah. saying about the gore? The gore is supposed to be real grisly and brutal. Mm. But it's still like, that's a really cool effect. Yeah, it's like it's really a really cool like. Even when, like, the most disturbing, probably the most disturbing scene in the movie with, you know, the end. Yeah. Like... That effect is crazy good. Yeah. Like, that's the thing about Inside. That's what I'm saying about Inside. It's like, the effects are good, but you're never like, you're never like, oh, yeah, bro. No, you're Awesome, like, gorgeous. You're like, oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, stop. <laughs> right. So, yeah, Inside is an absolute master class in how to do a tense, scary movie. Right. So, yeah. Highly recommend Inside. But, the same year. Oh. The same. Think about that for a second. The same year, a year earlier was Frontiers. Like two years before that is High Tension. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you, John. After I watched these two movies back to back, I looked at the belt hanging up in my room. <laughs> and I was like, it's "Today the day? Is this it? Nah. <laughs> I think I got another one in me." <laughs> but Whew. All right, here we go. This movie in particular is infamous. It's notorious, if you will. For a good fucking reason. And yeah, for a good reason. It is 2008, directed by Pascal Lagier. It is Martyrs. This movie (laughs) goes deep into the depraved. Yeah. And like I said, it's layers. It's not just one thing. No. You know, you got a girl who... She's pushed to her limits, and she's forced to 
do something that you know a normal person wouldn't do to a family who you wouldn't expect to do what they do, only to have her friend find out that she was truly right, and then to be captured by a group of people who shouldn't be doing what they are doing. You know what I mean? It, oh, it, it. This movie, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, is one of the most is one of the, the movies that fucked me up mm-hmm. about it. You know. Really bad. Yeah. Because, like, between this one, Threads, Threads, Girl Next Door, yeah, and honestly, like, August Underground Mortem, yeah, these four movies are the four movies, I think, were these all all this year? Uh, yeah. Or at least in the same vicinity? Yeah, I think so. That fucked me up bad. Oh, yeah. Because after I watched this one, I had to take, like, an hour break before I watched it. um, And the thing about it is, is, like... Is Martyrs disturbing? Yes. Yeah. But to me, what it does better than most disturbing movies is it it combines disturbing stuff with very cerebral. Yeah. And also very just bone chilling. Like I think I texted you and said I think the best way to describe Martyrs is bone chilling. <laughs> yeah. Like you texted me this while I was at school, mm-hmm. and I know that I when I came home. This this was my fate. Yeah. And so there I am s- s- sitting at the computer working on the stuff I need to be working on. And I get that text. I'm like, the only way to describe Mars is bone chilling. And yeah. I was like, oh, great. Um, <laughs> but we probably should get in the plot. Yeah. So the movie follows two girls. Lucia, mm-hmm. who at the very beginning of the movie, we see her as a child running down the street, just covered in blood and dirt. And we find that she's escaped her ca- these captors who is holding her hostage and torturing her. She ends up at this uh, home for I guess like wayward children yeah. or you know special children kind of thing like that, um, where she meets Anna who also has had experience with you know abuse as a child. Yeah, so that's how they bond together, become best friends. Um, what are you looking at? I was looking at the poster. Oh, there. yeah, Marge's is up there. I forgot yeah. I had Marge's poster up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, what are you looking at? <laughs> the poster's really cool for the movie. Yeah. But, yeah. So, they, they, and like I said, Martyrs, we're going to get into some heavy spoilers. So, if you've never seen Martyrs, I would recommend watching it before you listen to this. <laughs> Three, two, yeah. one. So, she, it's what, 16, 15 years later? Yeah. 15. 15 years I later. I remember that because... The the, hmm, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have laughed at this. Oh, but the way it was spelled on the screen, uh, it said turd. Oh yeah, it did. <laughs> and, I, I, and my like that was your last laugh. Yeah, <laughs> as this movie went on, you're like, ah, oh, I ain't getting that one back. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I saw that, I was like, that was like straight up like twelve year old shit that I just mm-hmm. laughed at. And we see this, and like you're confused because you see this like family, yeah, you know. They're not. I mean, they're arguing and shit, but they're, I don't. I would not call them trouble. They're kind of your average, if anything, a very realistic depiction of a family. Honestly, a little more normal than probably our family. Yeah, but it reminded <laughs> me a lot of us. Yeah, because we're like, hey, you dumbass, you know, yeah. like you know, and um, knock at the door, answers it, shotgun blast, dad, right? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That's in, like, like, You're I'm just like, there, whoa! <laughs> you know? I was in there watching this, right? I'm like, I wonder where, where's this going? And then, knock on the door, boom, boom. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What's going on? And then, just. There's the mom. Bam. 
the son it gets it the worst. Oh, where she and you find out it's it's Lucia. Yeah, and she's like, you know, do you know what they did? And he doesn't answer because he knows she knows he knows yeah. you know, which is Ugh. frightening. This family can sit here and, and act so normal, knowing what we know in the future. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Then she mows down the daughter, and then contacts Anna. And Anna's like, oh, good, we can call the cops. You found them. She's like, there's no need. She's like, what the hell do you mean there's no need? <laughs> you know what I mean? What have you done? And then she gets there. And she sees what she's done. And, again, a lot like inside, the crime scene is horrific. It's brutal. Like, the only thing is the, the first shotgun blast is pretty <laughs> near, fucking Near Django and Chain levels of unrealistic gunshot blast. God, that gunshot blast in Django is It's great. not quite that bad. I love that, though. When he so shoots funny. him into the other room. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> it's not quite that bad. No. But it, it's on that same kind of ideal where it's like, and he goes flying. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. But it works because it's like it puts you in the moment. Yeah. Like, you're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, because I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Because, like, by the way, just looking up this movie, spoilers are everywhere. Everywhere. That's what I'm saying. You really can't talk about Martyrs or Inside without giving away stuff. Yeah. So, like, you know, if you don't want things spoiled, not only don't listen to us right now, <laughs> but don't look up online. Don't look the plot up at all. No. Just go into it blind, not the, knowing anything. Because the plot... Is a spoiler. Yeah. It's a spoiler. You just gotta walk, you just gotta walk into it blind. Yeah. That's what I did. So, like, so Anna gets there, and they start trying to clean up this crime scene, and Anna's trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah. And at this point, you know, we saw it once before, but we start seeing this, like, creature. This, yeah. like, gaunt woman attacking Lucia. Hmm. And you are kind of at first being like, what is this? Yeah, at first I was like, is this, like... Some weird, like, fucking demon telling her what to do? Yeah, you're like, what? Well, even that, first, you don't even know what that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just see this thing, like, attacking her. Come to find out, there is no demon. No. It's in her head, and she's hurting herself. Because she thinks it's there. Yeah. And she thinks it's doing it to her. Yeah. So at this point, Ugh. yeah, that that is, that's, that's disturbing. <laughs> it's so, it's disturbing on the, in the fact that, when you see this monster like do all these awful things to her, and it's just her own fucked mental health yeah. doing it to herself, yeah, it's horrifying. It's scary like, because that... someone who you know deals with you know issues with mental health. Oh yeah, that's horrific. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, I think that somebody can go that far down the rabbit hole. You know what <sighs> I mean? But at this point, Anna doesn't really believe her. Right. You know what I mean? She uh. She doesn't know if this is the family or not. She just knows that cause she knows that Lucy is troubled, very troubled, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> and uh, Lucia is very bothered by the fact that Anna doesn't believe her mm. and kills herself. <sighs> you know, and uh, another very disturbing scene. <laughs> You're really hit with these like <laughs> these like ugh moments, like. And I'm really kind of going beat by beat because that's the way I feel like you have to talk about martyrs. Because like, so much shit happens. Because you hear that, right? Mm-hmm. For the people who haven't seen it or just continuing ahead for whatever the, whatever reason, yeah, it gets worse, guys. Yeah, that's it the gets thing. Is way like, worse. You kind of have to talk about because, like, and I know I've heard people complain, including friend of the show, Amanda. Yeah, that it switches too much. That it like takes a turn too much. But to me, it's like 
what happens at the end is what the movie's about. This stuff yeah. at the beginning is getting us to that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, without that stuff there, what happens at the end would never happen. Like, the way the movie is paced it is odd, but I, I do like it. Because mm-hmm. it's like a slow but fast burn. I've heard people mm-hmm. say it feels like two genres being mashed together, and I don't necessarily agree with that. Because no. I don't see it as a revenge film. No. Like I said, what happens at the end of the movie is what the movie's about. This is just our catalyst to get to that moment. Yeah, and when it happens, oh my god. Yeah, so, <laughs> now Anna's alone. And uh, she, you know, she calls her mom because she's like, you know, <laughs> Lucy has killed all these people that are look like an innocent family. She's killed herself. What do I do? You know what I mean? Yeah. When she hears something. Oh God! And she's like, she doesn't know what that is, and she looks downstairs. She looks at this bookcase, and all of a sudden, she notices that it can be opened. And she opens it, and when she goes downstairs, she unveils this like, it looks like a laboratory. It's like a, it's like a hidden laboratory, like yeah. fucking Dexter shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she discovers this woman. Oh my God! I I, I just <laughs> thought you said you just said it, and I oh God no. The look of this woman. You cannot describe it. It is shocking. <laughs> this is... It's one of the best makeup jobs I've ever seen. I wrote it, I wrote it right here. I, I wrote The Gut Punch of the Millennium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't know where it was going from there. No, because it got worse! <laughs> <laughs> like You see this woman, you're like, oh my god. The actress they got to portray her is just this really skinny girl. Yeah. And just the way they did her up, it looks like she... And we didn't even get into the fact of who the creature in Anna in Lucia's head is, which we don't even need to get into that. That's fucked up in its own right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's more fucked up shit you can go watch and have enjoy for oh. yourself. But she finds this woman, and she has this, like, helmet. Yeah, this, like, weird, like, metal helmet. And stapled into her head. Is it stapled, or is it, like, nailed? It's like these big, long nail staple oh. things. It's like what we used to use the nail pieces of furniture back together when I worked oh, in upholstery, <laughs> you know? And she's trying to help her. She's bathing her. She's trying to get the mask off. When all of a sudden, these people in suits just bust in. Yeah. Well, I mean, she gets the mask off of her, mm-hmm. and like, like it's like a like a, a day passes, mm-hmm. and then like FBI open up. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think I wrote that down. <laughs> and then we learned that this family is a part of this cult. Ugh. Where this w- woman, only known as Mademoiselle, Mademoiselle, I said that horribly, <laughs> Mademoiselle. Well, I didn't even want to try to pronounce it because I was, I was just like, yeah, I'm not gonna try. Um, explains to Lucia that they're looking for someone to be a martyr, which they're not talking about. Like when we think of the term martyr, we're thinking somebody that dies for their religious belief or dies for a reason. Yeah, which that is kind of the case in this too. But it goes when it takes, I think, from the Greek root word. Yeah, it means witness. Mm-hmm. They're looking to push somebody past the point of no return, so they see the other side. Yeah, the death face, as I think they refer to it as. Yeah, and the photographs they show, which I, I think I found out they're all fake. Really? Yeah. Damn. Because I you can't find any of them online. Right. And you can't find any like sources. Like I looked up everything. Like I looked up the first photo, the second one, 
and you know whatever followed to that, and nothing popped up. Interesting. If they pull those all off, that's pretty damn impressive. Because I was looking at that, and I was like, I felt like like fucked up inside because I was like, like these uh, look, yeah, you know that feeling. Yeah, like, like, uh, you see like this, like a shocking like yeah, photo. Yeah, like, oh god. And you're sitting there looking at these and. Like they're just horrific, and then mm. she explains the stories behind them, and it gets worse. Yeah. So they're <laughs> looking. They've 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 got people to the point, but they never can um, re uh, recant what they saw. Yeah. Which one? Which of the photos was the one that got you? The hardest? I don't know. All the faces were all just like whoof. The, the one was it the car the car crash. Mm-hmm. That one. Mm. Right. <laughs> that that one's just, yeah yeah that one's horrific yeah. But so I, I say that a lot. But there's no way that to is your it. basic beat for beat uh, plot for martyrs. Oh. And you know, like I said, and this is not me sh- t- shooting on Amanda. She's a friend of the show. We we love her. Yeah. I'm not trying to shit on her because she doesn't like this movie. And her problem with the movie is that it. Starts as one movie, ends as another movie. But for me, that's the beauty of this film. Yeah, it 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 leads you to think it's this, and then when it becomes this, you're not ready. And also, like you 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 sent me this over you know, text messages earlier. You can interpret this movie so many ways. So many ways. It, it's oh, it's Especially like I said, bone chilling. I think is the way to describe this movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like. Anna is the one character in this movie who is pure. Yeah. Like, Lucia is not a bad person. She was just broken beyond fix. Yeah, and, and all, like, honestly, if she went to, like, uh, court for the murders... Yeah. She probably got off and went insanity. She went, she went to a, a, a insane asylum. Yeah. Um, But, you know, she does something that even if they deserved it, you know, you can't make that interpretation. No. You know, no one deserves to choose whether someone lives or dies. No. But Anna is the person who, you know, she she cares for Lucia, but at the same time, she's very humane. Mm-hmm. And to see what happens to her, to have her humanity humanity broken out of her, beaten and, out and, of her. And literally, like, tore from her. Yeah. Is just so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I know some people are going to look at, you know, this movie and be like, that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Look at history and tell me this. Yeah, I mean, like it's tough to say it's not realistic. You know what I mean? Like, listen to the last podcast and listen to these about these cults. Yeah, um, like fucking Amishin um, Shinrikyo. I mean, they try to commit mass genocide against people in a yeah. subway train. You know what I mean? Like, Ugh. it's not beyond the realm of possibility that someone out there could do something like this. You know what I mean? Like, well, what Amishin Rikyo did? They had these like boxes full of sarin gas. Yeah, that they were going to poke with umbrellas. Yeah. Now tell me <laughs> that a cult wouldn't try something like this. Yeah. I mean, you listen to uh, uh, the li- the recent last podcast about the Order of the Soul Temple. They stabbed a child, a baby, a three-minute-year-old baby, what, 15 times with a yeah. wooden stake. And they said the, like, the mother like 96 times. Yeah, tell me they ain't going to do this. You know what I mean? Ugh, it's, it's fucked up. It's insane. Like, like, this movie, just like moment after moment after moment, it hits you everywhere. It hits you viscerally. Oh, my God, I can't talk tonight. Viscerally? Viscerally? Is that even a word? Visceral? Yeah. Viscerally? Yes. Yeah. Maybe? It hits you there with the violence and the gore 
it hits you emotionally, like when you figure out that this creature that's been haunting Lucia oh is when she escaped was a girl in the other room that she could have helped get free to. Yeah. But she freaked and ran away. That's what's been haunting her this whole time. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> that's so fucked up. To this cult who wants to know about the other side. So they're taking people and making them martyrs. Yeah. They're taking people and pushing them beyond the limits of humanity. Yeah. To try to get them to see the other side. Yeah. Now tell me, that's not one of the most fucked up things mm-hmm. you've heard of. And, and this movie could easily, like, there's always moments that, like, you're like, all right, this is where it's going to lose me. Yeah. But Pascal Lagier, and like I said, it's a damn shame the guy's never went on to do anything like this again. He handles everything so brilliantly. And this movie shot so well, and so well acted, and so well lit, and music, and everything. Sorry. You said lit? Lit! (laughs) So I had to bring a little bit of humor to this, but... That you're always there. You're always with it. Yeah. To the point where, like, (laughs) of no return. And it's not as gory, or as violent, or as visceral as a Serbian film. I would say this movie's not even as gory as Inside. Yeah. But... This, like, it doesn't need that. Like, the way this movie makes me feel is the way that Solo made me feel. Yeah. The way that In, in a Glass Cage made or, me feel. Or uh, The Girl Next Door. Yeah. You know, that Ugh. just emotional beatdown. Where, yeah, Serbian film has some of the most fucked up scenes you'll ever see. But in that, there is this realm of fiction. Right. Yeah, like, all right. <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? He, he kills a girl with his dick. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. But... And don't get me wrong, Serbian film isn't an extremely disturbing yeah, it's fucked, movie. It's, it's probably one of the most disturbing movies ever made. I'm not discrediting that, I'm just saying. But, like, it's just, it's such a different kind of disturbing, is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. It's not the same level of, like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe they did that. Kind of, you know what I mean? I mean, it questions your own, like, morality and Yeah, insanity. Your own sanity. Like, you're yeah. watching, like, why the hell am I doing this? Why am I going on? Like, you just feel numb. I think that's the best way to describe the feeling yeah. watching this movie. You're just like... That's probably how I sat watching this entire thing. Was and then, the like, squad. the credits start to roll, which, of course, the credits are going to be videos of Anna and Lucia playing as kids. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> to the sad-ass song. <laughs> Whoever edited this, you're a bastard. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, oh, oh, I'm never, I'm never going to be the same again. That's it. <laughs> you know, like, I've seen Martyrs now. <laughs> like, like, honestly... If to this, me, this like and this is gonna be controversial. Oh People God. are gonna be like, eh, "Get the pitchforks!" Oh no, Martyrs is way more disturbing than Serbian film. That's a, that's a bold statement. Serbian film is so over the top in its insanity that like it is disturbing. Don't get me wrong. When you see the newborn porn scene, you're like, "All right, that's fucked up." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But to, I still haven't seen that. Yeah. <laughs> because I thought I was watching the, the. Yeah, you got goofed by the supercut version. Yeah. Um. Like, yeah, that stuff is disturbing. Yeah. You know what I mean? He pushed the boundaries of te- of good taste beyond anything mm. ever made. You know what I mean? I mean, there's that, that's peak disturbing, I feel like. But almost. it doesn't hit me emotionally the way this movie does. No. You should have died. My gut rattled through my mouth and it picked up in the microphone. <laughs> you, your stomach's like, stop it! So some, somewhere in this episode, someone's just like, here. <laughs> oh. So I apologize for that, ladies and gentlemen. That was not that was out of my control. I couldn't uh. do nothing about that. But I definitely heard it in the headphones. But like this movie is very similar in its like 
disturbing nature to like in a glass cage mm-hmm. to me anyway. Yeah, because in a glass cage, it's just the way that movie makes you feel mm-hmm. and how realistic the movie is. Mm-hmm. It it hurts you yeah. almost. To me, like I've always said that Solid 120 Days of Sodom is the most disturbing movie ever made. It's hard to debate that. And I think what it is is that yeah, it has the it has the nastiness. That like a Serbian film does, and it's depravity, but it's that emotional beat down too. These innocent children are being destroyed by these monsters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which Serbian film has a scene like that, but I don't know. Serbian film just doesn't hit me the way this movie hits me. No. Emotionally, like, martyrs like martyrs feels like it takes a piece with you. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like once it's over, it, it took a little chunk of you out of you know. Yeah. Because like, and I think we gotta talk about the ending. Oh God! So you've you've endured this like you don't know what the hell's going on. Revenge. You've seen this girl. You don't know what the hell's going on. Running. Yeah. You know this other gaunt, disturbingly beat up woman. You've seen this cult, and you've seen poor Anna be humiliated and beaten on a daily basis. Yeah. Also, like at first. You know, you may be wondering, like, oh, why is this in this house? Mm-hmm. Because, and, and then you realize that they're in that the family was in a, in on it. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a front. Yeah, it's a front for this cult. They all knew about it. Fuck, these kids knew about it. Yeah, and they're just living their lives, going to school, having a normal day. When they have this like this Woman. rail thin. Yeah, this poor human being. Oh, so Anna gets to the point where she's like, she's not afraid no more. Yeah, like the beatings come and she doesn't react to them, and that's when they know it's time. So to get her to that next level, they skin her. Yeah, the only thing that's left is her face. Yeah, which us saying that does not do it justice. It's haunting. <laughs> yeah, because they show the beginning of the skinning, and like she's feel she feels the pain of you know what's going on, and then the guy walks out of the room, and you just see her face. You don't see. Yeah, it's not until you see the look on her face later in the movie that you see the full reveal. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> and sure, you might sit there and be like, that's not realistic. She wouldn't survive. Satoshi Ouchie. Oh, that poor that poor bastard. <laughs> was also, melted by radiation and survived how many days? Like 60? Oh, yeah. It was a lot. I, I thought it was 90. It was a lot. <laughs> oh. He made it 90 days. Melted. Yeah. It, whatever you guys do, don't look up at the picture. <laughs> poor Satoshi Ouchie. He, he has truly the most lived, ironic name in history. He truly lived up to his name. <laughs> Anywho. So Mademoiselle gets, like, so they're all, in the end, they just put another family in this house. Yep. Who goes down to check on Anna and sees the face. That face that you see in the the photos. Yeah. And then, that look beyond, you know. Yeah. And the, and the woman screams and calls Mademoiselle and is like, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen an expression like that, you know. Mm. So Mademoiselle comes, and they've only ever had, you know, what did they say, like? Four. Four people reach that point, and none of them have ever been able to recount what they have saw. But Anna whispers into her ear. Mm-hmm. Which we never see Anna die. No. Last we know, she's still alive. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> God, this movie's fucked. <laughs> yeah. So... They call over the cult, and everybody gathers around. And Mademoiselle is getting ready. Getting ready, quote-unquote. More like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like... And the guy's like, you know, she's... She, 
She's recounted what she's seen to Mademoiselle, and she's going to tell all of us. And then we cut to her room. And we see she's taking off her makeup, taking off her clothes. And then she's like, what was the question she asks? Can you, it was like, can you imagine what life after death is or something like that? Yeah, like, yeah, what what do you think happens when we're dead or something like that? Something similar in that vein. Mm -hmm. And, like, he's like, yeah, you know, I have wondered that. And she pulls a gun out, puts it in her mouth and says, keep doubting. Kills herself. Yeah. Bone chilling. Credits. Yep, that's it. (laughs) And you're just like, no, no, not yet. (sighs) Because we get another glimpse of Anna's face. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, this movie! <laughs> it, it, like I said, it takes a piece with you. This movie, like, again, like well, we watch a lot of disturbing shit on this mm-hmm. podcast. Oh yeah, there's there's a few movies that really get you. Mm-hmm. This one got me. Yep, hard, <laughs> hard, very hard. Like after I watched, I was numb for a good hour. Here's like, whoo boy. I wish, I wish I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> I was trying to find the exact quote. Do, 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 do. Dig a hole. Let's <laughs> play some radio music. Yeah? I was, no, I was no, thinking uh, Dead Man's Bones. Oh. Elevator um, music. Should not be. That was lightning outside. Yeah, there's lightning outside. In December. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I hate this weather. Ain't gonna say go fuck yourself. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Fuck you. <laughs> They're bullshit. <laughs> How long is this episode so far? I don't know. Oh, it's actually not that bad. Well, good. I was I was surprised. I'm surprised honestly. Yeah right. <laughs> if you can't find this quote, we might be fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit there and do this forever. Damn it. Dead air forever. Ah, da, 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 da. Here it is. Okay. So uh, there's the exact quote. The guy says, "Mademoiselle, they're all waiting." Mademoiselle says, I'm coming. The guy says, so is there something? She says, of course. Was it clear? Crystal clear. And precise? It admitted of n- of no interpretation. So, saying that. Yeah. She knew exactly what it was. Thank you, Mademoiselle. She asks, could you imagine what there is after death? No, Mademoiselle. And she says, keep doubting. Which, I, you hear that. And that 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 scene gave me the same feeling that the ending of like the, the like the whole creepy pasta is like Russian sleep experiment. Which you know, me. honestly, I feel like Russian sleep experiment and uh, Gateway to the Mind very much influenced by this movie. Have to oh, be. there's no way. There's, there's no, no way, way it's not. not. Especially Gateway to the Mind. It is te- almost like a direct ripoff of Martyrs, yeah. <laughs> which is still a great story. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, um, like, those stories are great. Yeah, like I just like just reading it. Like I'm, my hairs are standing up. You know. <laughs> I mean, because the ending of both those stories, it's so similar. Yeah. Because and it's like, a, ha, ha, you know, how do you take that? What does she mean, keep doubting? You know, my interpretation is, you know. It was something too real. <laughs> I took it as almost like, you know, getting to the point of no return. She knows what it is now. She's heard it. How do you keep living? You just face it. How do you keep going? <sighs> you know, and clearly this cult is a selfish cult because they're torturing us people. So how is it hard to believe that she's going to keep this information to herself and take it with her? God, this movie, man. You know, but there's other ways to look at it. 
maybe she killed herself because it was bad, and she couldn't face. Yeah, what if there's nothing? Well, there's nothing. What if she couldn't face telling them? Could you them? imagine that? They're torturing these people for years, mm-hmm. trying to get them to this point so they can find out what it is, and it's just nothing. Right. Fuck. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but to me, it's like um, the whole crystal clear thing, Yeah, I think, leads me to believe that there is something. Mm-hmm. But maybe not. Maybe you're right. Maybe that is it. Maybe she's like, you know, keep doubting that there's oh, something out there. Oh, my God. You know? This movie makes you makes you think. Like, yeah, and, you know, I, I just uh, Serbian film doesn't make you think. I don't. I don't mean to keep shitting on Serbian film because I like Serbian film. It, yeah. it is a super. It's the most well done fuck film ever. <laughs> fuck film. <laughs> you know what I'm getting that. Yeah, I, I gotcha. <laughs> but at the same time, it doesn't leave you with that. Like it, it, there is a the ending of the movie does leave you with a bit of a chill though. The last Serbian scene film. in Serbian film, you're like, oh damn, you know. But not yeah. like this. This is something completely different. When she shoots herself, I was just, I was like, my God. Like, I'd seen this movie ready. before, and I still was like, Jesus Christ. You know like, what I mean? This is my first fucking viewing. Yeah. And I, and she pulls the gun out. I'm like, what is she doing? She pulls it out and says, keep doubting. I was like, no. Mm-hmm. She didn't. Yeah. You done gone done it. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's just like. They she goofed him. <laughs> she goofed that cult. <laughs> yeah. It, they're, they're falling to pieces now. Mm-hmm. Which maybe, maybe that's a good thing. Or maybe know. they're just looking for the next person to see what she saw. Oh, <laughs> I mean, there's God. so many ways to l- interpret it. And that's the problem. Is it? It's such a painful movie. You're just like, please, Anna, fight back. Get out of there. She doesn't. Well, what did she see? You don't find out. It's just it's just like, you can't do that to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I gotta have some kind of closure. <laughs> there's no closure. There's no closure. It's life. It's real life. They just goof you. That's life. They, they just fuck you over. Yep. That's real life. And yep. real life sucks. Yeah, exactly. As Wait, a, a friend of the as a friend of the show once said, nothing's more metal than life itself. <laughs> who, who said that? It was Corey. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Right. <laughs> but oh my god, I don't know. Like <sighs> this movie, like these movies, mm-hmm. all three of them. Well, no, I'm gonna say two of them. Two of them. One of them is just kind of your typical. Which there's nothing wrong with that because, like I said, you liked it. Yeah. A lot of people like it, but it is kind of just your typical of that era horror film. Just the the last two movies we've covered just shows that real life is scary. It's is <laughs> fucking scary. <laughs> and the thing about it too is like it's just again it's just the disappointment of what could have been with the French Extreme Movement. Yeah, Inside Martyrs are so good that if we could have got more movies like that. It, could you imagine what horror would look like now? Yeah, it could have been completely different. I mean, God bless um, Julian Mari and Alexander Bustillo for going on and doing Livid. Yeah. You know, something that was way less straightforward than their first movie. Yeah. You know, the Trisons were completely different. You know, and I, I respect the shit out of I respect the shit out of those guys for even though they did went and eventually did do Leatherface. Yeah. They still um, worked their asses off and, you know, and made, a, and, and made interesting movies. Which th- there's a lot of movies like those two movies. I say like, I, I say Frontiers not, is not necessarily fun. Yeah, but I feel like it's you know, a, a solid movie. It's a it's a it's a horror film of the era. It feels like a lot of those movies, like the like the Dawn of the Dead remake, the Texas Chainsaw remake, those movies. You know what I mean? Like Inside shows you 
how brutal reality is. Yeah. It's a, and I think the end of the day, Inside is a slasher. You yeah. know what I mean? It's your typical slasher. It's just done so much better than a lot of those other ones. It's done way differently. Too, Not saying that like I don't love my 80s slashers. Yeah, of course. Just saying like it's done something completely different. But then Martyrs is just a completely different beast. Martyrs is a completely different movie than anything I've ever seen. Yeah. It's some, different than anything I'll ever seen. Yeah. See. Yeah. And like there's movies that are similar to it in tone mm-hmm. and similar to it in just the way it fucking makes you feel afterwards. But as far as the ideal and where it goes, it's so unique. Yeah. Although it, in a way it's kinda like Wicker Man, but you know, it's like what? It's kinda like Wicker Man. As I said, I tried to watch Wicker Man and then the people I was watching it with were being assholes, so I turned <laughs> it off. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Now right. I'm I'm bummed out again. Right. Well, reality sucks, guys. Keep watching movies. Uh, go watch Inside Martyrs. Oh, what the hell? I don't know what that was. We get abducted. We're either getting abducted or Marcus and them are doing something dumb outside. It's probably Marcus doing something dumb outside. Right. Anyways, <laughs> um, well, before this is the last episode, <laughs> before ever. we get abducted into outer space here. Let's talk about what the, which hopefully, I, I think we should shoot for next week. Okay. To get the next episode out. And it's going to be Christmas Spectacular. Hey, hopefully a little more fun than this one. Unfortunately not. Fuck. <laughs> a little bit more fun. Not much, yo. Yeah, you told me about one movie that's yeah. probably going to be very There's similar. two movies, and we're definitely doing two movies. Okay. I want to get a third one in there. I just don't know what it's going to be just yet. Okay. The two movies we are definitely going to cover is the absolute classic 80s Santa on a Muck movie, Christmas Evil. Oh, yes. Which is a masterpiece in its own right. I love that movie so much. And on the other hand, the feel-bad movie of the holiday season and the newest release from Scream Team releasing, Dreaming of a White Doomsday. (laughs) Yeah, you guys were telling me about this, and apparently it made you guys feel a lot of the same feelings that that Martyrs did. It's not quite on the same level as Martyrs as far as, like, Jesus Christ. But it's gonna make you feel how, bad. How far would you rank it in the like oh fuck section? It's pretty pretty all fucked. Like, would but you like here's the thing. Like the ending confused me at first. It wasn't until I sat there and thought about it, and man, I watched it with Amanda. Yeah. Um, she really kind of like like oh here's what I think it is. That I was like oh my god, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if that's what they were, and I think that's exactly what they were going for. Mm. It's like holy shit, that's the darkest you could have ever took a Christmas movie. <laughs> well, yep. So there it is. Well, guys, I hate to hear this, but this is going to be the last If you want to message us, send us sickoncinema at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Sick on Cinema. Uh, Twitter is dead. I'm going to be dead. Instagram, uh, Sick on Cinema Podcast. Do all that. <laughs> Five stars, Meltzerus on iTunes, all that I, goodness. I'll fuck Meltzer, you know what it is. Go give our friends Who Will Survive podcast that should love. Yeah. Check hopefully, out. hopefully, sometime in your future, we might be doing a little bit of a. Marvel crossover. Who knows? A Marvel crossover? You never know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and also, Rain Architect, Jason, go give him a follow. He yep. does our theme song. It's great. Yep. And he's working on his new album. Yeah, which we've heard a little bit of samples of, and uh-huh. it's going to be lit. It's, it's going to be dope. It'll be dope. So anyways. It'll, it'll like, like when you listen to that, it'll make you actually feel good. Unlike these martyrs. fucking movies. Um, but, <laughs> so, well, now that we're both substantially depressed... It's time to go to bed. Is there any alcohol? Nope. Um, oh, no. <laughs> but I am John. I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick. On. on.
Cinema. 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 Now we gotta go find out if those lights, Marcus, or we're getting abducted. Uh oh. <laughs> Gooby alert. <laughs>